dedication, man. The dedication. There's the people upstairs who they are praying every single day since they moved in. Every day. Every single day <laughs> since they moved in. Kind of in the same fashion that either I was at the time getting up to work out or record at the same time every single day now I'm not saying one is better than the other neither necessarily better than the other but it's good that you notice these habits in their people and I'm and I'm I've had beef with them. You know? <laughs> I've had beef with them only recently, but I've had beef with them. Although I've had beef with them for something that they've had beef with other people in the building with years ago. So it's not my turn. Everybody got to turn, you know? Everybody's got to turn. Same thing with, um, online shit, right? I haven't really had too much beef, quote unquote, but I got beefed. Actually, let me me rephrase that. When you get the the conflict online, right, it's all 100% about A, you drop your your perspective, and B, you offer peace and blessings, and C, get out of there. (laughs) You don't look at that shit again. You don't worry about it. whole concept of I don't even know why you'd engage in a back and forth it's sitting with text messages sorry for that, I just woke up I just woke up and that's just been pointed out to me when I'm up, I'm up so I'm up anyway um, same with text if someone beats you in text do you really engage it too much you can go back maybe half a dozen bubbles <laughs> and then you're kind of like I don't have any more steam for this but does it need to go further <laughs> you know what I mean I guess you have to assess these things on a case by case basis how far does the beef need to go or the conflict does it even need to be conflict they offer entire courses that aren't even degrees <laughs> on conflict resolution, right? It's that organization of conflict resolution. How can management get along with this person? You know, it's conflict resolution, right? But sometimes you need to go there. Okay, so disclaimer. Yes, it's fair. I drop my phone a lot, and it's new, so I'm, I'm stupid. But I drop my phone a lot, and I, I guess at some point, at some point, I changed one of my ringtones. I don't know, <laughs> but I've been getting this non-traditional ringtone a lot, and it doesn't do anything from what I can tell. Like nothing, nor there's no notification. The drums play. Then nothing happens. Then I see nothing. 
There's no number. No numbers have gone up. I don't know. Is it inbox? It says mail one thousand sixty nine. One six nine six. I don't know if it's that. Oh, it must be that. The last one of those drums was was a minute ago. I know it doesn't matter. I'm just talking shit. I'm just talking shit. Anyway, yeah. Sometimes the conflict needs to go where it needs to go, and if that is one hundred percent all in, then all in. If it is something that it's like this this conflict started but it can be deaded right now because there's really no need to over overblow and overhype something there's no need I've been getting a lot of this from mostly anything related to this the shooting in Nova Scotia. Which unfortunately is the best performing. You know, you know one thing about I've been doing this shit for a long time. Alright, 12 years. When was one of my space around? 2005. We're now in 2020. Okay, so 15 years, okay? So I've been doing this shit for 15 years in some capacity, sometimes take years off, whatever. One thing I learned, man, okay, actually, no, 2005, let's go back further to forums. 20 years easy, longer. 10, I was 10 years old, and I'm now turning 34. So 24, roughly 24 years of online engagement with people. In the form of chat chat rooms, I think the first the first thing that I ever did was chat room, like religiously. So chat rooms daily, uh, message boards. Yeah, you take weeks off, so on. So the same, you take, take whoa. you take years off, whatever. You're not interested in it. You have little crews that you form, your friends, you form your little crew friends, and these people grow up, and I don't know where half of these people have gone in life, but one thing that's always apparent is that you can only, you know how they say, feed the troll, right? You can only feed the troll for so long, right? So... I don't even think most of what people do now. There's straight up trolling, but then there's conflict. You've expressed your opinion, and you know damn well that you've expressed it, and it'll get views. Now, one thing I know is that certain shit gets views. I don't play that game of, let me say, wild shit, or let me do wild shit to get views. Okay? But... I've noticed that any content related to this Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia shooting gets views and it brings out engagement. And I'm kind of like, there's a crossroads here because I don't want to talk about this shooting forever. You know what I mean? 
even though they will, because historically it's the first in, in Canada, Canadian history, you know, so on and so forth. I don't want to talk about this forever. But then I realized there's a crossroads between what I do for real and what, I, what, what I've, the, the three videos that I've talked about this shit, the shooting, and it kind of blowing up. There's a crossroads. And it all relates to things like grief, crisis management, decision making, substance use, that kind of shit. And I found the overlapping areas. It took a few days, but I found it. And I didn't, it, see, it, it took a few days because for the past uh, five years, no, four years, I've been immersed in this world of shelters and people that do drugs and, and substances and living in, and then even before, living in room and houses and shit and then my own experiences. So it's kind of like, I've been immersed in this world so I can call upon it pretty easily. And I'm pretty sober. I'm well, pretty sober. I'm sober now. <laughs> so anything that happens, right? any incident that happens out there in the world, I can immediately draw parallels to my experiences, experience of others, shit that I teach, concepts that I teach, like grief immediately. Like I'm thinking, I'm sitting there thinking like, how the fuck do I make a correlation to the shooting to what I actually want to talk about? And then I'm like, aha, grief. Grief often leads to fucking music. There we go. Then I went off about that. But the thing is, you only have a minute. So I have many, many days of get this message across. But I know out there, out there in Nova Scotia they're really see it's the first of its kind often and, some, and sometimes in these little mini conflict type things and this wasn't a conflict comment at all but someone said um, someone said they're like yo there's no protocol for this shit and I'm like and I'm like hmm I'm here hypothesizing on I'm here hypothesizing on like why the Amber Alert didn't go out and shit. Which shit which they discussed actually on the national. I know most of the audience is American, but um, check the national, CBC the national on YouTube once in a while. I want to get some insights. We talk all this shit about US versus Canada. I, we consume a lot of y'all content. You should take some time to consume us, especially since you're at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So CBC The National is one of those things you can watch. I'll never work for them, obviously. But <laughs> not the way that I talk, but um And then there's this one on TVO, TVO Steve Pakin, the agenda. You should watch that too. That that's some funny shit. Me and Homegrown were cracking the fuck up it. So somebody was saying yesterday. Anyway, um in those pieces, in those, um, in those, fuck, what's the term? In those pieces, you hear viewpoints, right? And you hear that there's really no protocol for a mass shooting, even though we've 
had a few. But not to this magnitude, but we've had a few. And often, like, you know, it, it kind of ends up with man goes, goes on a shooting spree and he gets gunned down eventually. They hunt for him, he gets gunned down. Um, how they communicate that to the public is a different thing. Couldn't, you know, you, you don't want to hypothesize on this because someone did rightfully and they were beefing, but they, they, had, they had some validity in what they were saying. People are grieving, so you don't want to hypothesize on too much on like why didn't the Amber Alert go out? But that Amber Alert, and I'm saying Amber Alert very loosely, active shooter alert could be another term, right? Active shooter alert could have been a thing. Why didn't you do that? Not everybody is on Twitter. I might do a part two here. Good morning, rats. Part two. All right, part one, part two coming. So disclaimer, I lost my train of thought at one point during that rant, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's gearing up to be a beautiful day out here. So hopefully we can engage in activities. You know, the deadness, remember how I was saying, or maybe you don't know because I didn't say it. Remember how I said there was a... Remember how I did the three-part one? The three-part rant involving the radio station interview thing? And then... Um, but there was an original version of that which was off of the phone, all right? And in the phone rant, I was really, like, hammering home that, you know, these streets are dead. Right? also windy <laughs> it was windy that day now yesterday wasn't when, when, yesterday had a bit of wind to it but I wouldn't say it was a windy day and I can't even remember specific moments in which there was gusts of wind but straight up um, I fucking noticed mad people outside they, they, and this is, I guess, why they're, like, thinking of lifting restrictions. And I think it's still stupid, but I think people should just surrender the... Because uh, I come on here and I preach about the mental freedom and the mental liberation versus the physical. And then, you know, people are mentally... And I see it. There's people that are way more mentally free than even me. And they don't even frame it in that way in their heads. They just do a thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a couple people on Instagram who I follow. Shout outs to people in Saskatoon. You know, shout outs, shout outs. You know who you are. But in Saskatoon, they're just doing some shit and they're just posting away. And I'm just kind of like, yo, they're mentally free. Like, they're mentally free. So, if they re-implement things, they may or may not fucking... They'll be precautious, obviously. Everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna remain precautious, but again, it's kind of like when they, um, in the States, and for down there, the big debate down there for y'all. So, I know most of this audience is American. For y'all down there, they are debating which states should be open. And 
there's all this crazy now you're seeing the wars between the levels of government right you're seeing the war between the mayor and the governor and the president and then the war internally within the president's office <laughs> you know what i mean so anyway which state should be open well the rural areas probably are less affected right now versus the metro areas so anything metro area related is probably stupid to open whereas rural what the fuck there's no cases right hit. this is why Saskatchewan opening is a thing Saskatchewan is there's two cities there but they're smaller size cities it's rural it's a really rural place not that I've been there but it's kind of like what, like what let's see let's get some do some facts what are some states underneath Saskatchewan? I'm sure somebody will. I'm sure somebody will just Google this. You've probably Googled quicker than I have. So let's see the map. Alright. So Saskatchewan. Okay, so Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Colorado. Montana and North Dakota are the borders are the two states that immediately border the province. Then below that you have Wyoming and South Dakota. What do you have to the west? Idaho? Okay. Yeah, this is some real this is Midwestern US, huh? But then you have Minnesota. And Minneapolis is a big city. <laughs> Minneapolis is like the size of Montreal, so that's one thing that I think Canadians don't forget put in perspective that a place like Minneapolis is actually a big city. That Kansas City is a big city. That St. Louis is a big city. It is here in New York, Philly, you know, Boston, Baltimore, or the LA. You know. But again, cities come in tier levels, right? Size wise. Anyway, the point I'm making is. Saskatchewan can reopen all they want because they ain't got cases. The whole province has, I don't this is not a number that I can really quantify. But they would have no more than 10 reported cases. No more than 10 reported cases. And keep in mind, I named all those states I named equal the size of this province, right? <laughs> Okay, so this is a big, long province that goes far north, goes into the Arctic and shit. Um, but then it also borders the cities. There's a city that borders more southern. Okay, now they can real like I said, they can reopen all they want because nobody's there and, and there's no real cases. Why are they locked? understand that part of the philosophy and ideology behind it but if this city that i'm in right now opens up it's game over if toronto opens it's game over if anything in the montreal to toronto corridor and southern ontario kind of like kitchener and these places um, those that don't know if unfamiliar or a new listener google some of these cities you'll see what, what toronto Greater Metropolitan Toronto, 
or sorry, Greater Toronto area and some of the cities, Ottawa, Montreal, and of course, my Quebec's been hit the hardest, right? So, any anything from Quebec to Toronto opens up game over. Anything in Calgary opens up game over, but then Edmonton, not so bad. Edmonton's further north, alright? Anything in Vancouver opens, maybe not. Maybe not, it's not, because they have lower cases. Teams like the West Coast handle it better. But then the xenophobic element of, oh, it's the Chinese, Chinese this, the Chinese that. Meanwhile, the whole West Coast is, is theoretically more... Chinese than other parts of the country, and that's loosely speaking. Vancouver is a lot more Chinese than, than, than Montreal, that's a fact, or Toronto. But they don't have the cases. This isn't a matter of how many Chinese people are here. <laughs> Somehow, this is like there's other factors here. There's plenty of other factors. An interesting um, thread was that. Some conservative, one of the people that, uh, one of these conservatives went off and uh, went off on our public health officer, who I don't like, but I don't like her because she, she comes off as robotic to me, I don't know, I can't pinpoint it, she's very robotic, she's very, I think she's, I think so much of this shit falls on her that she's just internalized this concept of being a robot. I don't really sense human, like humanity in her, and maybe that's what's that's what's required of her right now. She's got to be. Maybe she'll go break down and cry like down the line. Maybe she does every day. I'm not saying she should be crying to get through things. I'm saying. There's something that doesn't connect with me with her. And a lot of Canadians, a lot of like, this, this woman talks to us like a machine. But, um, that ain't, her, her, her being Chinese ain't no, that ain't no shot you should be taking. <laughs> Don't take that shot. So somebody from one of the, from, somebody from the conservative party took that shot. Took that shot and, um, leader of, the, of that party didn't do nothing about it didn't say shit um, yet other members of the party said, <laughs> said something so other people who vote for this party said something they're like hey yeah I'll line and I don't know blue red whatever orange we have more parties here really we only have two that really win federally provincially you see it more of a range, but um, yo. So, so there's so the thread on Twitter was not all conservatives are racist like this guy, and then <laughs> I retweets the guy's comments. Huge thread, huge discussion about kind of like old world conservatives, and then what is now a conservative, which is more of a mixture of like alt right racist. and people with the old conservatives who weren't all complete racists, you know, 
So, and we also have to understand, this is the thing. Especially in the U.S., you guys see this probably. You're probably seeing it more now. Sometimes it's, it's, it's what is it, two wings of the same bird, <laughs> right? Right. So, that's what's currently kind of the state of what's going on in different elements and different factors. And then, uh, I have to do a part three. I gotta do a part three, because I'm not... I haven't even talked about the energy element of it yet. And my interpretation of where energy goes in this whole thing. I don't I don't get into this bag much. Or at least I don't think I do. Maybe I do and or maybe I do it all the time and in my head I tell myself I don't so I can feel better. Anyway, part three come. I've been seeing on on unprecedented quote unquote unprecedented amount of um of um DoorDash and skip the dishes and just delivery service and pick takeout in general. There's this one particular building across the way. And they're constantly ordering skip the dishes, like or whatever. They're constantly ordering whatever. And there's no judgment. It's just it's interesting. It's interesting when people because they want to stay home the money on takeout goes up even the grocery store is uncomfortable yo like straight up um there's one maybe five minute walk from where i am if even that there's one eight minute walk i have options man there's one to five minute bus ride like there's options there's one to seven minute bus ride there's options so the one that probably is the closest that I should be going to more. Sometimes I see the lines there and I'm like, yo, is this the new way? Or we develop habits around delivery. Get your groceries delivered. Which would open up. And that's is that like that'll open up. We keep talking about the jobs that are gonna get lost in this thing. But then a whole bunch of new jobs are gonna be created too, right? I still find it weird that Trudeau is, is calling this shit volunteering. Basically, you're getting paid to volunteer. Have I talked about this on here? I don't know. So you can make a one to five grand um, if you work in certain sectors that are deemed the most necessary right now. Uh, might have, I don't know if he's opened it yet. You can check. But one was agriculture. I thought I would think shelter shit would be like I'm thinking like my jobs would be in that field, but also my my jobs are court related, so you know. Sorry, I'm just googling this shit. My 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 one of my jobs is court related, so ain't no court happening, so ain't no. Um, people coming through. They shut down. You could do it for fucking, um, you could do it for, on Zoom. And I, I'm, I was about to suggest to the supervisor, like, yo, 
we can kill, we can keep doing this shit on Zoom, but then I'm like, I don't want, I don't know. <laughs> Do I want to manage people virtually? You have to learn how, right? And even though I have a long history of dealing with virtual things, like, or dealing with the virtual world, I should say, dealing with the world in a virtual capacity, you know, do I want 20, do I want all the backlog of people in Zoom? There is another teacher, all right, or sorry, another facilitator, but would she be on board, right? She might not be on board. She not, might not be as tech savvy. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not gonna suggest it. You know, creating new jobs and opportunity. Okay. We are expanding. Okay, federal employment skills development, youth programming. Okay. Let's see. Temporary changes to Canada summer jobs program. That's the problem. You have to navigate the fucking Canadian government website for like an hour to figure out shit. <sighs> Same thing with like our version of the stimulus check. Like, I was going through the day he announced it. I'm like, it's gonna be online, and then, but I know somebody who works in the. In the Canadian and the CRA, which is the Canadian Revenue Agency for the American folks, like the IRS, I know somebody, and they work in an office there. And they were working actually on the exact, they were working on rolling out the checks, right? So he was saying, like, you know, there's things that could have been done better, but yo, the money got out quick. And so I'm navigating the site originally. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? And I'm like, I find a number. I dial the number and all it is is prompts. And literally it's just one. <laughs> You're pressing one, 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 one. Well, for, no, it's not true. You enter your date of birth and, and social insurance number. And then after that, it's just one, 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 one. Until they say, okay, Here's your two grand for this eligibility period. All right. Then when I had to do it, because you have to do it monthly. So then monthly came, so the month came around. And um, you do it again, same process. Simple. And you're wondering why the fuck wasn't this shit implemented like a decade ago, two decades ago? Okay, two decades ago is a stretch because they didn't have like you know the net the way they did we did now, but five years ago you could have started at least trying something <laughs> like you know what I mean. I know hindsight is twenty twenty. There's no point in, like bashing the system if they're fixing it now, but that's what that's the one thing that I think actually will be the greatest element of a lot of what's going on is they're having to they're having to have a hard look at restructuring these systems you hear criticisms like well why did you just roll out the money because they're rolling out all the money but they're doing it in stages for like different groups of people students uh unemployed for x number of months make a thousand 
dollars a month, less than a thousand a month, or five thousand, whatever the fuck it is. Um, seniors, disabilities, blah blah blah. They, they, every category of people get rolled out to a bit in stages. And then you have people that are like, you should have done it one time, everybody. Because people still ain't getting money. But, which is their money. Because <laughs> it's, their, it's their tax money that they're just getting back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. Which they then get taxed on. Why did y'all blow those that $1,200? <laughs> Come on, man. What did you buy? What'd you buy with that twelve hundred dollars, man? Like, oh, what? What do you use? What do you? Was it booze? I, I'll understand booze, and I'm the substance use. Fucking, I'm the one teaching about how to not use, and I. But I understand the booze part of it. But twelve hundred, man, no, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Come on, maybe. The, Buying coke, this would be the worst time to be a cokehead. I'm telling you, coke is the worst drug to be addicted to right now. In this period of being isolated, who anyway, one second. So, $1,200 immediately gets blown, and got that $1,200 to one time. So, you got one time $1,200. That's that. <laughs> That's the end of that chapter. <laughs> Dude, this, can you imagine when they when there was the coronavirus chapter or a coronavirus book? The picture book, the children's book, the more academic book. There's this one chapter that's like two pages. It's like people got twelve hundred dollars and blew it immediately. Next chapter ten. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like damn. But again, you can't pass judgment. It's not like my spending habits are the greatest. I smoke cigarettes. I drink coffee. <laughs> so, you know, who might have say anything? Even if I brew the coffee, it's coffee, right? I take different vitamins and supplements, right? Now, I'm not, I, I mean, if I was to add up over the year, would there be stretches where it might add up $1,200? Sure, but not in one go. You don't need every you don't need every supplement that you take in one go. You don't need every vitamin in one go. You don't need every. I won't go further, but you don't need anything everything in one go. I don't need arginine. I don't need seven things of arginine. Like you know how people are hoarding or whatever, quote unquote hoarding. You know what I mean? But yeah, you go to the store and there's plenty of paper towel and toilet paper. It's just people blue, like, went nuts. Oh, man. I don't know why I'm on this strain of thought. And as much as the humanity, um, uh, the humanity observations are relevant. We haven't gotten to the dire part of it, nor have we gotten to the second wave, nor have we gotten to... There's plenty of things... I was actually watching something interesting. 
So that dude, Steve Bacon, P-A-I-K-I-N. Um, he's interviewing a cop, all right? And he's interviewing the crimes. What are the crimes? So I guess somebody got busted with coke or for selling coke and got charged with operating a business that should not be open during COVID. <laughs> oh, man. And then there was like, he made this fucking, this, this comment, I had to rewind. We sat here and we wound, we wound this. It was so fucking funny. It's like cops that are used to investigating real shit, but now they're like charging people with like playing basketball <laughs> or like skateboarding or like bullshit they're doing by themselves, but they're, vi- they're supposedly violating self-isolation rules and so on. And they're kind of like, I don't know, man, like, you know, like the cops have had taken on a different role and there's more of them. And I'm sure if you're in a major city, you've noticed this. There's more of them around. You see undercovers, you see cops, you see the gang unit, you see the fucking everybody, you know, roaming around. Looking, waiting, waiting for that large group of people. It's fucked up. I was supposed to talk about energy. Alright, I'll make that another some shift from later in the day. This won't be part four. <laughs> we know part four. <laughs> Talking about energy. Alright? Peace.